Hello and welcome to the Interception Podcast. It's the podcast that won you your championship this last week uh, with all those news, notes, tidbits, all those things that fall through the cracks on other podcasts. We bring them to the forefront and we shove them down your throat sometimes uh we scour we look in the in the in the in the valleys and in, in the in the mountaintops we look everywhere we bring it all to you in one place uh which is the interception podcast not my best opening in the last few openings but still a damn good opening how you doing derek <laughs> my name's daniel and your name is derek how are you doing on this fine thursday evening well after that amazing opening i think i'm doing great uh <laughs> I was I was contemplating coming in in a somber mood. Uh, wanted to let everybody know that I did not win my fantasy uh, championship. I, I did make it to the finals, and I was going up against Gurley. And well, I should have won really because he had nobody else on his bet team, and he plays Pittsburgh's <laughs> defense over the Rams' defense, which on paper seemed like a big mistake. But you know, you got to be lucky to be good, and I guess I'm no good. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I guess we, we'll fill up everyone in. Uh, the last time we, we did a podcast, it was a week uh, prior to Derek and myself going against each other. We were both in our, uh, our fantasy quarterfinals. I, in just uh, devastating fashion, lost in both of my leagues. Uh, man, I can't win that quarterfinals matchup. In that one league, I've literally played in four quarterfinals matchups, and I've lost every single time. I haven't made it to the, the promised land that is the championship round. Uh, Derek beat me in one league. My girlfriend beat me in the other league. Uh, and it was just devastating. I I don't want to tell you just how devastated I was, Derek, but there was some there was some real dark dark moments, <laughs> dark <laughs> thoughts <laughs> that ran through my brain. Uh, Julio Jones, uh, just come on, man, <laughs> just get more than five points in the quarterfinals. Five points? <laughs> that's only yeah, that's fifty rough, yards. Man. There was so many bombs to him that game too. Just catch those bombs, bro. <laughs> come on. Uh, killing me. Uh, I was going to ask you about this because killed me. Because <laughs> um, this is kind of going to be what this podcast is about. Um, it's about reflection on the fantasy season. And I was going to ask you when you decided. Okay, obviously there's some regret not going with Antonio Brown over Julio. Huge regret. And I think I, I probably just because based on what we were talking about on the podcast, I might have gone with Julio as well. Because. Um, I know you want to predict that thing that's sort of out of place, right? And obviously there's a lot of change as as we've seen throughout this year in the fantasy landscape where guys come out of nowhere. But I was just wondering, would you now looking back still be happy with Julio or would you would you have rathered Brown even though you knew you you wouldn't have had him in the championship or so like the last two games? Oh, it's good. that's a good question. So yeah, cuz you're saying because I know that Brown ended up getting injured in that final um I think I think if I had Brown all season, I would have finished in a different position. And so in, in one of the leagues, the league that I actually had the choice between Julio and Antonio Brown, had I taken Brown, I would have um, been the number one seed. I'm, I'm pretty sure I would have won that one more game that I needed, and I would have been the number one seed. Then I'm playing Jeff, uh, <laughs> no one else knows, but I'm playing the guy who didn't put up very many points the the, the last week. So I, Julio put up uh, five points that week in the quarterfinals. I would have. I still had a point total that was more than what Jeff put up that week. So I would have been in the championship at least against you, uh, had things gone a little bit differently. Um, and you would have won. Looking back, yeah. like I know this is all 
hindsight, yeah, but it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And like, who knows my team would have stayed that way with Antonio Brown? Like, who knows? Well, everything could have been different. But um, I remember when I picked when I picked Julio, I was I was happy, I was confident with him. I thought he was going to get a lot of catches. I was still riding high off of that Super Bowl Fifty One, uh, like me going to the Super Bowl. I don't, I barely ever mention it, but uh, <laughs> I went to the Super Bowl Fifty One last year, and I remember that one catch on the sideline when he caught it, and I almost passed out. Uh, and so that's that was that was what was going through my mind was, man, I remember when you almost you almost died at the Super Bowl. You, you jumped, and he had that amazing catch. He tapped his toes. Like that's that's the kind of thing Julio brings to the game. And, um, I think honestly, if I just would have known that in my in my other league that I was going to be fourth overall and get, or maybe I was third overall. I can't remember. Uh, but and I was going to get Julio in that league as well. I think I would have taken Brown just for the just so I didn't have all my stock in Julio Jones. And um, yeah, that's what I would have done differently. Is I, I but unfortunately the, the leagues work differently. And we have to do one a couple weeks early, and it's not, it is what it is. Yeah, it's just I was wondering about that. I could have um, made the bigger it, mistake, Derek, and took Obel, Odell Beckham, right? Like that would have been ca- catastrophic to my team and completely. Oh sunk. yeah, that that's actually a, a more positive way to look at it for sure. Yeah. How about yourself? So, well, you got any any draft day regrets? <laughs> well, I did after hyping Le'Veon Bell all like all preseason, saying he's the smart play. Yeah, I uh, picked David Johnson. Unbelievable. A little bit of. <laughs> Well, it was it was a little bit of decision fatigue. Um, it was a long, long day, and I I was still working while I was doing the draft. It was very tough, and I just yeah. I don't know. I just went on a whim, and that's when bad things happen. Anyway, um, that team still like I still stick by that team. Like I I did some amazing moves uh, during the season. I really had a juggernaut of a team, and then of course I keep blaming Gronk. He fucked me with that stupid in you know <clears throat> suspension. And then Tom Brady and the whole Patriots team schmoed against Miami, and it was a disaster, Dan. And for if it sure. wasn't for that, if we just look at the scores, I would have won it all. So it's, it's quite depressing. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, the final matchup in our, in our one league um, came down to the Philadelphia touchdown at the end of the game. They do that hook and ladder play where they throw the ball with laterals and shit, and uh, um, <laughs> the Philly defense picked it up. And ran in for the touchdown. I'm watching the game with my girlfriend because she's got the Philly defense. And when um, just before that, they kicked a 40 yard field goal. We're playing against um, the Philly kicker, Elliot. Uh, so he goes up by three points with with that kick, three and a half points. And I was like, okay, Maggie, this is what you need. You need uh, two sacks and then a fumble uh, and then a fumble recovery. So you're going to get that fumble recovery because they're going to do the lateral play. They'll Philly will end up with the ball, so you get two points. So you need two sacks here. Um, first play. Um, Fucking Derek Carr throws it, throws it away, and it's just a terrible throwaway. <laughs> Second play, another terrible throwaway, but doesn't take any sacks. So I was like, "All right, um, there's not much that can happen now, Maggie. You have three seconds. You need a pick six or a fumble six. And I was like, "Even did the you math, say like, this out loud? Did yes, you mention yes, the fumble we were talking six before it even happened? No, uh, I, I said we had to. I, we you have you need a fumble six or a pick six, like because I it happens all the time with those those hook and ladder plays, Derek. Like with the ladder, happened one the other time team picks it up before in the season. But I hear what you're saying. But I've seen it happen. Like it's, it's it's worked out for me before, right? Where the other team, where your defense ends up with the ball and they they lay on it, and that's a fumble recovery. So that's two points. Yeah. yeah. Now running it back for a touchdown isn't as as uh, doesn't happen as often. And I thought that would be at, maybe more rare, but it has happened. And um, so when he picked it up and he starts running, we lost it cheering, and it was it was pretty amazing. That would have been amazing, amazing way to win. Like that's how you want to win. Yeah, like, no doubt, no. No doubt. In the league where I lost, I almost won by just like you know, like had the Pittsburgh just not played well enough, 
and it would have been such a whimper of a finale. Like I can kind of see it through the eyes of the other guy because he had it was close all the way to the fourth quarter, and then, and then all of a sudden Juju does it. That's a more exciting way to win. Whereas like I would have like if I had won, it would have been just like I held out and yeah, and I thought yeah. about that while it was happening. I'm like you know this isn't a great way to win. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not the but story. It, just, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Is oh, I held out because he picked shitty players. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't have been great. I would have exactly. loved to win that way. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. All right, everyone. So uh, I think what we're going to do this this episode is we're going to look back at some of our predictions for the season. Uh, we did our top ten list back in like April of this year before any before we got into any fantasy news. We're going to look back at some of that stuff. Uh, we had our bold predictions. We're going to take a look at those uh, and go through see how who who won the year in bold predictions. And um, and then I don't know. Dick, we could talk about any um, bold strategies or anything that you want to take to next year, uh, to your next year's draft, and and any guys you want to stay away from or, or try to stick with. And then yeah, we'll wrap good. it up. <laughs> wrap it up for the season. Okay, uh, let's start off first with our top tens list because because it's right in front of me, uh, and it makes it easy for everyone, <laughs> for me and you. Um, so at the beginning of the year in April, I think it was April, Derek and I made a top ten list with no outside influence, so we had no one uh, chirping in our ears or anything like that. And uh, we came with our top 10 list. So uh, I'm going to go through what my top 10 list is. Do you have your top 10 list there, Eric? Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I have it here. All right. So mine was I picked David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon, Jay Jai, LaShawn McCoy, Carlos Hyde, Devontae Freeman, Amir Abdullah, Adrian <laughs> Peterson. <laughs> really tailed off at the end there. <laughs> All right. And then, yeah, so I got DJ, Zeke. Second, he, he ended up being 11th. Le'Veon Bell, we know how he went. LaShawn McCoy, Melvin Gordon, so, you know, pretty solid. Then Gillis Lee, because so, I, <laughs> I fell for that Patriots trick. And then there's uh, Freeman, then Murray, and, yeah, he turned. I was saying he was the safest pick of the draft, or, yeah. right? Or, and the fact that he didn't really uh, step up. Uh, thank God I dodged him. Like, it ended up not getting him in any, any of my uh, drafts, so it worked out. Jordan Howard, and then Carlos Hyde. I thought he would do a lot better. Carlos actually, 12. So, I was close, actually. Never mind. So you um, you ended up with uh, four that actually ended up inside the top ten. So you had the most correct for the running back. So I'll give you the one point for uh, for winning the running back. So, so you're up one right now, Derek. <laughs> um, the act- <laughs> I only ended up with three, so um, a couple of my picks were way off. Uh, Elliot wasn't way off. He finished 11th, so he almost just outside the top 10 for both of us. Uh, Carlos Hyde was 12th. Devonta Freeman was 15th. Amir Abdullah 39th was probably my would have probably been my worst pick had I not picked Adrian Peterson, who came 52nd and didn't even end up on the same team. Uh, <laughs> wow, what a bad call that was! Uh, but your your fantasy running backs top 10 this year was Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Kareem Hunt, uh, Alvin Kamara, Melvin Gordon, Mark Ingram, Lashawn McCoy, Leonard Fournette. Jordan Howard and Deion Lewis. Um, so a couple guys that we never probably would have even considered in April, right? We wouldn't have thought of Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara, you never would have thought of, and Leonard Fournette. Those top three guys right there, I don't think would have even been on our radar. So uh, we were at a disadvantage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Here's and it's good It's good to see. I think we were saying how there's always like a five players that end up going out of the top ten for next year, right? And that kind of happened this time, right, with Hunt, Kamara coming in there, Fournette. You know, you just named them all, obviously. But it just sort yeah. of shows you that, uh, you know, going out on a limb with, like, an Amir Abdullah and Peterson, though it didn't really work out and you kind of screwed over the people who listen to this podcast, 
Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of the way you have to think. So yeah, so let's look at this from that perspective. So from this list of the top ten from this season, who do you think is going to be there next year, and who do you think is not going to be there at, at the end of next year? Like when we're talking about this right now, next year, is there anyone who stands out uh, to you right off the bat? I think uh, Ingram because uh, I think he's just going to go for wherever the money is. Um, by making it to the Pro Bowl, uh, it sets in his contract that he becomes a free agent at the end of the year. He made the Pro Bowl, and now he's probably going to just go to the highest bidder. Okay, so we think Ingram doesn't stay in. Uh, I think I agree with that too, and I actually think um, uh, Harris was saying uh, that he thought Mark Ingram would be a bust for next year, uh, who would a guy who's going to get picked in the top two rounds of fantasy snake drafts that won't pan out. Um, I think I'm going to double down on my LaShawn McCoy uh, hate from last season. <laughs> last season. I actually think LaShawn McCoy will not be in this top 10 list. I, the guy's just getting too old. I just don't think he can do it again. So I think McCoy, I'm going to stay away from. Um, is there anyone here that you think is going to be in this list again next year, without a doubt? I think Todd Gurley, as long as he doesn't get hurt. like I, I, He might not necessarily be last number year, one. Todd Gurley? No, because it's a completely different offense, right? McVay's still going to be there. He's still going to be scheming. He looks like you know borderline genius when it comes to play calling. So unless Gurley gets hurt, I think he's easily a top five of running back again. That's for sure. Yeah, I think you're right. I think. Um, uh, do you think Bell resigns with Pittsburgh? Like they, he'll have to, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'd have to. I haven't looked. It's been a while since I've looked at it. Is he a complete free agent or? Like you I know, guess I'm going to say Alvin Kamara. Him. Alvin Kamara, my boy, he's going to be back in this list, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be right, right? He's so good. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. too good. He's too yeah, good. He's too good. Um, Derek, is there any running backs that you're absolutely going to stay away from next next season? That's that's a really good question. Um, you know, I haven't thought about it too hard. Like, not like, do they have to be on this list or no? Like, just guys. It, so here, I'll give you an example. Me, I am not drafting. <laughs> fucking. Isaiah Crowell. <laughs> there is no, oh, I know. Oh, there is no storyline that is going to get drafted between now and next season that I'm going to be picking up Isaiah Crowell. The guy's bad. I do not want him. In fact, I'm going to go a little bit beyond that. And there's zero players on the Browns that are going to be on my team next season. I don't care about Flash Gordon. I don't care about anyone. I don't care if they go pick out the best hot new uh, quarterback. Uh, from the draft this season, and this guy's going to be a superstar. Josh Gordon's going to shine. I'm not picking up a player from the Browns. The Browns is a bad team, a bad franchise. I'm not having a player from that from that team on my team. I think, I think the main thing here, and we've kind of said it, it's kind of common sense. Is you can only pick running backs from teams that you think are going to win or have a high probability to win. Like I guess an exception would be a Patriots back because we just don't know how they're going to be deployed. But with that said, Deion Lewis, <laughs> like, like the, once you knew what running back to pick, they usually did very well for that team, right? But the main thing is just get a running back from a team that's going to win. Don't get cute. Like, even, like, the Leonard Fournette pick, in hindsight, I would still say don't go that route because nobody thought Jacksonville was going to win win games, right? No, so no. I, think- I can actually see Fournette be a guy who falls off this list because I can see the, the, the Jags just falling off. The list <laughs> of relevant yeah, yeah. teams. Yeah, depending on like what QB they get, but even somebody like Demarco Murray, right? Like we get all amped up about Demarco, and then you know the Titans weren't really a great team this year. They sure they maybe won some games, but it wasn't like anything crazy, right? And so that kind of screws things up there too. Yep. 
And the offensive line thing that we did at the beginning of the season, I thought was a good thing. Like, obviously, this, we were hyping the Saints pretty high. Now, Tennessee's offensive line didn't play that well enough, but it does show you that offensive line is so important to the running back as well. For sure. Stuff to think about for next season. All right, let's go to our wide receiver top 10 list. Um, I'll go through mine first. I had, um, as my number one fantasy overall guy, Mike Evans, uh, was going to be number one. Uh, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Eldell Beckham, A.J. Green, Amari Cooper, Terrell Pryor, Michael Thomas, oh, Terrell Pryor, Jordy Nelson, Brandon Cooks. All right, and then I had Julio number one. You know, so you not well, I guess with these lists, these were the really early lists without even doing really, research. Really, really, really early. Antonio <laughs> Brown, then OBJ, then Evans, Green, Dez, Jordy Nelson, Cooper, ugh, Brandon Marshall <laughs> stuck on my list, and T.Y. Hilton. If Hilton had luck, I think he would have been higher up in that one. But he absolutely would have, and that's that's kind of the disadvantage of uh, how things panned out, and the fact that we did it so early. So the way the wide receivers actually ended up this season uh, was DeAndre Hopkins number one, which didn't make either of our list. Uh, Antonio Brown, Tyreek Hill didn't make either of our list. Keenan Allen didn't make either of our list. Julio Jones, AJ Green, Marvin Jones Jr., Devontae Adams, Larry Fitzgerald, and Michael Thomas. Out of this. I hit four. Derek, you hit two. That's one for me. We're now tied 1-1 one, one in picks Ugh. from the beginning of the season. Um, but, yeah, looking at this list, um, it just goes to show that you, you, it's tough to pick this stuff. And the fact that I have Mike Evans number one, okay, sure, I thought Mike Evans was <laughs> number one. But I didn't pick Mike Evans in any of the fantasy leagues that I was in. So I obviously didn't think Mike Evans was really number one. I just had this dream that Mike Evans would be the guy. And uh, he didn't turn out to be the guy. That whole Tampa team looked terrible this season. You did talk about how you kind of wish you were ballsy enough to pick him that early. <laughs> so yeah. it was like a two. Or maybe did, trading down so you and could And I tried get him. trading back to get him, yeah. That would have been a huge mistake. <laughs> huge mistake. It would have been just catastrophic. Yeah, it would have been really bad. It didn't happen. Um, but Keenan Allen, I think Keenan Allen was a good, uh, good, he was going in the fourth round for some people. Like I think for, I think I picked him up in the third or fourth round. I remember I had this internal struggle between him or Martavius Bryant and I took Allen. That was a great decision. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That was um, solid. Yeah. He Let's was look at some guys though, in, your, right? like, in your lineup. Go ahead. Well, I was just saying just, uh, I still stick by the fact that I think you, you want to play it safe. Um, like looking back, even though like I keep joking about how Gronk screwed me, like He's such a smart pick early on. Like, and I know there's like all this strategy saying don't pick him, but he's basically guaranteed a top tight end. If you can somehow work your lineup throughout the season, that um, he's such a huge advantage because only like three tight ends were actually giving you an advantage at the position. And so I still think if you want to win your league, you got to take that chance with like a tight end. I know maybe mathematically it doesn't make sense, but. As long as you can feel confident about moves you're going to make and that you can somehow in the end fill in those positions that you're kind of making weak, it's such an advantage, right? I don't know yeah. if you feel the same way. Yeah. No, I, I think I think I kind of do agree. And I think we'll get to tight ends. We can talk a little bit more about it. Um, yeah, I just yeah. want to wrap up a community things on the wide receiver. No, of um, course, of course. Like, I just meant, yeah, all I was really saying is just playing it safe. And so with these wide receivers, you still want to be looking at these guys and like, okay, who's the safest? The Julios, the Antonio Browns. Yeah. So somebody no, like no. Keenan Allen, but it would be hard. Did to you pick, not feel right? safe picking Amari Cooper? Like Amari Cooper going into the season was supposed to get more of this, more of that. Um, I felt safe grabbing him, and he he kiboshed uh, a lot of my season. Well, the thing is, look, like looking back, I know this was a quick list. When we started doing research, it was looking like 
Like there was ways to get away from Cooper because of the the crab tree the effect, crab tree right? Effect. Yeah. And even though they both did kind of poorly and then didn't do as well as we thought, because Oakland ended up be, like Derek Carr didn't end up being as good a quarterback as we thought he was. Yeah, I hope he didn't um, end up on our quarterback list. That would be embarrassing. <laughs> Fuck. But anyway, the, the, <laughs> the main thing is just like I there was some like chance that that wasn't a safe pick that early with Cooper. True. Um, and then what about Dez? Like, what do you think about Dez Bryant? The fact that he didn't make the top 10. Um, I can quickly look and see what he did find out. You had him picked as your number five. N- number five, yeah. Can you explain why Des Bryant was no good this season? Well, I think early on the season, a lot of people had him very low to begin with as well. I think he was going, like, I guess it was early second round or whatever. But uh, he's just not the receiver he used to be, right? And yeah. he was getting a lot of red zone targets. And I think they were just, because Zeke Elliott's there and that running game, uh, they don't have to force it to Dez anymore. So, because he was really touchdown dependent, right? Like, I think you had him one season where he got like 14 TDs. And that's just not going to happen anymore. And he's not going to get the yardage. So he's just, he's more of a wide receiver too. I don't mind him as a wide receiver too. Like, because the upside is there. But yeah, you can't be your wide receiver one. Like, you're in a lot of trouble if that's the case. For sure. And then um, he actually ended up finishing 23rd uh, this season uh, in the wide so receiver So low end wide receiver too, yeah. Yeah. So, um, how about this? Uh, can we officially just put a cap on the white Jesus, Jordy Nelson, being the guy in Green Bay and say it is Devontae Adams? I don't – I guess, like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Jordy Nelson was really solid there with uh, uh, Rodgers early on in the season, right? So – I still think it's a coin toss. I kind of like the idea that maybe you can get Jordan Nelson a lot later next year because people will be saying it's Devontae Adams. But uh, it's I still think it's a coin toss because once uh, Rodgers is there, he's still pretty good at spreading the ball around, right? So I don't know. I'm not fully on board of like writing that off because there's just certain ways that uh, Jordan Nelson can run the route even though he's a little slower and he can still get those yardage and the TDs. No doubt. Uh, okay, so let's look at the top 10 uh, for wide receivers. Is there anyone in this list that you think will be in this list next year or will will not be on this list next year? I think it's more important. Well, I think it's gone to the point where you have to just pick Antonio Brown. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. you just, no matter what, if he's there, you grab him. Even maybe over the running backs because he's just so safe now. He's so safe. Like, even now, like, like with the top three running backs, right? Like, I'd rather have had Antonio Brown than DJ, you know, because of what happened. And, of course, like Zeke Elliott, if you drafted too early, he would have been a liability as well. So he's going to be there. Um, other than that, though, I can see it being mix, mixing around a little bit more. I guess DeAndre Hopkins with uh, Deshaun Watson, he's going to be like one of the top wide receivers that people are going to be gunning for. But other than that, Dan, I don't know. Like even Michael Thomas, he felt to me more like a – a wide receiver too, for some reason, M- namely because he didn't have those big games that I think you kind of need from like your like if you your league winning wide receiver one, you know. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, you have to agree. Um, same with Julio. Julio's the same thing, right? Without Julio's those big games, like what can you he do? Had, right. The only reason Julio's in this top ten is because he had one huge game where he had two hundred fifty yards. Otherwise, he's just he's just a safe floor play, and that, that's the way you have to look at Julio Jones. Is, Julio Jones is a safe floor play of nine points. That's what you could basically bank on, unless it's the fantasy quarterfinals. Then he's going to get five points. 
Um, but generally throughout the season, he was a safe nine-point play. And then he has a crazy ceiling of 38 points, but that that only happened one time this season. Uh, and then his touchdowns, I think he finished with maybe five touchdowns, probably less than that, which is just it's just not the way to, to try to play play football. <laughs> well, considering how little touchdowns he has over the last five years, it's getting to that point where you're just like, okay, we can't we had to quit lying to ourselves. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I think he finished with four touchdowns total this season. That's like that's so yeah. rough. <laughs> Try winning a fantasy league with that guy. Um, <laughs> how about is there uh, anyone who so Deontay Hopkins finished the top of this list this year, and you could get Deontay Hopkins probably late second round, or maybe mid second round this season, uh, because of how bad he played the year prior with uh, all his crappy quarterbacks. Is there anyone that you can think of that will be on this list next season? That isn't right now because of maybe just a bad break. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, T.Y. Hilton. He, Hilton, he, he yeah, that's proved, probably a great example, yeah. He proved this year that he like that he's a game changer. You know, he had a couple big games and with a reliable quarterback. Well, I guess we won't know if it will be reliable, but if Luck ends up being back at full strength, then Hilton is right there. Yeah, I agree. So we I, we already went kind of went through when we said Jordy Nelson as well could possibly be one of the guys you can get a little bit later that could have, be huge. So Nelson and Hilton, I think those are those really good, really good. All right, let's go to tight ends. Uh, my top ten tight ends, I had Gronk, Kelsey, uh, Martellus Bennett. That was a huge mistake. <laughs> Greg Olson, uh, Ty, uh, Tyler Eifert, Jimmy Graham, Kyle Rudolph, Jordan Reed, Delaney Walker, and Dwayne Allen. All right, and then I so I had Gronk, then I went Reed. I really thought <laughs> like Reed was part of that. Healthy. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I you got to stop predicting that. Then I did have Kelsey, then Eifert because I thought he was gonna be healthy. Olsen, then Bennett, rough. Delaney Walker, actually that must have been pretty close. Jimmy Graham, uh, Doyle, and then Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, and then uh, so. And then the, the way it fi- finished out for tight ends, the, the list goes Rob Gronkowski, Kelsey, Zach Ertz, Evan Ingram, Jimmy Graham, Kyle Rudolph, Delaney Walker, Cameron Brait, Jason Witten, Hunter Henry. That's your top 10 for tight ends this season um, in standard scoring. Um, we hit, both hit five on this one. Um, I was a little bit more accurate with my five, but we both <laughs> hit five. So uh, we'll come out even on this one. So I'm, we're still tied 1-1. Um, I, but So what you were saying before about – um, just the the advantage that you're given by taking a, a tight end early like Gronk or even in some cases, I know there was a whole podcast from um, the late round podcast on reasons not to take Travis Kelsey early. Um, but if you look at the, how their point totals finished out, Gronkowski finished with 158.4 fantasy points in standard and Travis Kelsey finished with 151.5. The next closest points was Zach Ertz with 126. That's 25 fantasy points. Or if you divide that out over 13 games, that many points. Like, it's going to be a lot. <laughs> like two. <laughs> like two per game, let's say. Um, yeah. But then it drops off even further after Ertz. And Ertz had a, uh, a special season. The next close was Evan Ingram with 109. Jimmy Graham with 109. Those are both um, sleeper guys, I guess. I don't know. You probably get them pretty late. Um, and then Kyle Rudolph was 100. But this basically... Uh, on average, like 30 points between Gronk and everyone else. And it's just in- interesting to see that. Yeah, and I guess it, part of the issue 
was that maybe he would get injured again. But he was going in the second round, and that's that's what made it exciting, right? It was just the fact that somebody who is such a advantage, if he is healthy, going in the second round, I think it was a no-brainer. So I guess, like, maybe I, I, I might rethink. Too, right? you, have, yeah, you, it, you were first overall, right? So you picked him with your second or on the turn there. So you, potentially even in the third round. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. And so... Like I think that might boost up a little bit more when people think about it differently. But he's just so he's so. I guess he's not safe because of the injury thing. But if he's healthy, and you could just throw him on IR if he gets injured, right? So it's not the worst thing in the world if he's not screwing you, and the advantage is so great. Because like it's it's hard for me to believe that Kelsey's going to be that great next year still. Um, and also, and even with Ertz, right? You're like you're not a hundred percent sure that that's all going to bounce back the same. We are sure. That if he's healthy, Gronk is going to be one of the top guys, though. So let's say uh, inside the first five rounds, is is there a line that you would take a, a tight end or you just wait to the end? It, would you take Ertz in the first five rounds or are you saying Gronk or, or Gronk or nothing? Oh, I hear what you're saying. You know, I would, yeah. I, I'm thinking as much as I was kind of bashing just there, Kelsey and Ertz, I have thought about it, and like if if there's still like lingering, if it's like a third round thing, which I think it kind of was again, I think it was this year with Kelsey and uh, was it Jordan Reed last year? Yeah. Um, I think they are smart plays that early. That to have an advantage at the tight end spot, I think is really important. With that said, I was just looking at Hunter Henry on that list, and it, I think the upside's there. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> You're still going to be playing that game, but I think Hunter Henry could be top five tight end next year. Not so much Evan yeah, Ingram because any... OBJ will be back, so that's a little worrisome. Yeah, or it, that's a good thing, right? You got uh, OBJ taking guys on the outside, and you have Evan Ingram in the middle of the field. Classic cr- crutch argument, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I guess um, so. I don't know. I don't know. Is anyone on this tight ends list that you would not draft? I, I'm not drafting Jason Witten at all. Like, I, yeah, come, he's, he's so done, old. Right? He's done. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then is there any see. tight ends that you will stay away yeah, from uh, the rest of your life? <laughs> like that just burn Jordan it. Reed, right? It's Jordan Reed. <laughs> you do not draft Jordan Reed. Yeah, I can't. I can't draft Jordan Reed. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It is Jordan Reed. The guy can't stay healthy. Um, Cameron Braid, I think, is a sneaky uh, made the tight end list. And it's purely based on the touchdowns he was getting when uh, James Winston was in. Um, but I think there's a real changing of the guard there, and it will be O.J. Howard next year. So I'll, I think Cameron Brait you can get away from as well. It'll be kind of like the uh, Antonio Gates-Hunter Henry dynamic we saw this season. Yeah, and I also wanted to say ASJ. I would never touch him ever again because he made me lose my league. He put up like two yards <laughs> in that game. It was so depressing. When A game where like everybody was torching the Broncos at tight end. So, yeah, I'm done with ASJ finally. <laughs> Well, the Jets, thank you. Um, if you remember, I told you that ASJ is being blackballed by the league. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you should get a no, touchdown. No. True that. True that. <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on to quarterbacks. Um, we'll talk to our, our top 10 list for quarterbacks. I had Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, and Andy Dalton. Oh, I had Carr on my list too. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you talked smack. All right, and then I had Tom Brady number one, then Rogers, then Luck, Breeze, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, Carr, 
Ben Roethlisberger, Manning, and Dalton. <laughs> what what Manning was it? Was that Peyton or was that <laughs> Eli? I thought I don't know. Oh, I, I convinced oh. myself that the Giants were going to go off offensively. I was way <laughs> off on that one. All right, the quarterback finished out with Russell Wilson being number one, Cam Newton number two, Alex Smith, Carson Wentz, Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, Ben Roethlisberger, Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles made the top ten. Unbelievable. Uh, and then if you look at our, our our comparison, I hit three on this list. Derek hit four. You take it, Derek. You you won. <laughs> You're two <laughs> to one on the top ten list. Uh, brutal, brutal. Can't believe I lost this. Um, but let's look at the, these lists. Like the surprises here. I think guys we didn't really expect would be Jared Goff. I don't think anyone saw that coming. And then maybe even Carson yeah, Wentz. That was like, crazy. Wentz had a um, a decent first season and his first season playing football, but wasn't anything too too special and then he came out this year and just um he was on pace he probably should have been the fantasy mvp for um quarterbacks <coughs> but things went sideways when he went sideways yeah i'm also i'm also looking at this so cam newton when everybody was shitting on cam newton and i know we said during the draft pack uh prep to keep an eye on newton that he was just falling too much now he was pretty variant I don't know what he like. Did he do well in the fantasy finals though? Because that would be interesting to look into. Because like somebody like Russell Wilson, right? Russell Wilson didn't actually have a great championship game, and then of course Tom Brady kind of schmoed it the last couple games there. Just keep talking, and I'll look it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no worries, no worries. Kirk Cousins uh, was getting a lot of hype from Chris Wessling on the Around the League podcast. Him being on this list is pretty exciting. You know, he's our boy. Ooh wee. And he might go to, uh, I don't know, something like Jacksonville with the Jets, right? Like, it, even though I guess they were Washington was hinting that they might franchise take him again, but at thirty-four million for the whole year, that would be pretty ridiculous. So and, yeah, Cam Newton, week 14, 15, 16. week fourteen, fifteen point four eight, brutal. Week fifteen, thirty-one point four eight. So that's a good, that's a good week. <laughs> and yeah. then week sixteen, sixteen point six. So he didn't go crazy, but he would have got you to the championship. Yeah, the fifteen point you know, fifteen points isn't the worst. You just don't want like eleven point one. I guess you really want twenty every time. That's what, at least that's what I want in standard scoring. Yeah, um, for four points touchdown, but uh, I can make do with like a fifteen pointer. And then Russell right, well, Wilson was great, but he kind of schmoed it too. Yeah, the last he did game. the last two games for sure. That team looks just bad now. Um, okay, but let's look at this list, and we'll do kind of the same uh, exercise with the other guys. Is there anyone on this list that you think? Uh, one is going to get moved around because that's probably going to happen for a couple of guys, um, but that you would stay away from or that you think will stay on the list. Um, I probably wouldn't mess with Tom Brady just because like you can see that they're doing those rushing touchdowns and like he's great and all. And I was hyping him pretty early in the season, but okay, really the, what I came from this and I've had this, I had the same thing sort of the year before, I don't want to be tied to a star QB going into the finals. Like, I think I really want to be um, playing the waiver wire when it comes to my quarterbacks because um, it's impossible to be cute in the playoffs when you have a star QB that you've been sort of riding. But when you can play the the matchups, I think you have a more, more of an advantage at like getting those higher scores there in the final. Like, I guess in, if you're in a, a league where like a lot of the quarterbacks are on people's benches, it's kind of an issue. 
But with that said, I don't know I didn't I didn't like the idea of being tied to like no, there's no way I could sit Tom Brady. And I had other years where I had Andrew Luck, and then he'd play amazing all season, get me to the finals, and then shit the bed. Whereas, like, if I had a chance to sort of play the field, like the options, and not, you know, like take chances in a bad matchup with a good quarterback, I don't know. I, I kind of like the idea of just not screwing around with that. Yeah, I actually agree with you because it is hard to get. So even for me, like in the our matchup in the quarterfinals, where um, I was considering moving on to another quarterback, it, it becomes difficult because you're like, okay, why? Well, I have this guy that I've been rolling with all. You got to roll with him again. Had I started Bortles against you, Derek, uh, in that week, I would have been way closer to a win than I was starting Alex Smith. Bortles went off that week. I think he got 28 points. So, <clears throat> just a simple move of being to be being able to be flexible at your quarterback position um, ends up being uh, a little bit a little bit nicer because if you if you're going to say no matter what when you have Tom Brady. No, no, it's Tom Brady. Let's. I'm going to put Tom Brady in. Or Tom Brady, though, right? It's Tom Brady, though. You got to put Tom, yeah, Brady. Tom Brady. You can't. You can't get away from Tom Brady. Um, but you, you, you can get away from other guys. Like let's say you were riding the waiver wire, it might make it a little bit easier for you to get away from a guy um, like uh, Derek Carr or Andy Dalton. Or say, you know what I mean? Well, right? say uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson had a bad couple of weeks. Cam Newton, we just said he got a 15 and. A, like he would have been nice there week fifteen, but those other two weeks he wasn't really helping your team. Yeah, and, and so it's just interesting, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I have to agree as well. Um, I think uh, it's interesting that Blake Bortles made the list. Um, he did kind of go crazy in the last couple of weeks. I think you were saying that he was the fantasy uh, MVP for quarterback in the in the in the championship or in the in the playoffs. That's that pretty close. Cool. Yeah. Um, I never would have thought that. And I remember going into the week, I had Alex Smith. Alex Smith was my boy all year. He, he won He won matches for me, uh, putting up 30 points. So I'm like, oh, I got to stick with him. Um, I, I think a lot of it also for the week that I played Alex Smith and didn't grab someone else was I was playing uh, your quarterback. I was like, okay, well, I think I can get at least as many points as um, Philip Rivers can get. Like that's kind of what I was playing and – uh, anyways, it ended up working out for me, but in the long run, it would have been a way better play for me to be just grab Blake Bortles and play Blake Bortles. Blake the Snake Yeah, agreed. Hell, um, if I played Blake Bortles in the finals, I would have won. So yeah, that's just won. how it is, right? I'm not it thinking is. about that because I had Phillip Rivers. There was no way I was not playing Phillip Rivers, but yeah. still. Yeah. That's still the same thing, though. That's exactly what we were just talking about, how you're tied to this quarterback <laughs> now. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, agreed. Um. How about uh, do you think Carson Wentz goes off again next season? Like, is Carson Wentz? Uh, how about this? Ignore that question. Uh, who who do you think will be the quarterbacks you take that are taken in the first five rounds of the draft? Uh, okay, um, five rounds. So Tom Brady's gonna be one of the top guys. Aaron Rodgers is going to be Russell Wilson. I think Cam Newton will be up there. But Dan, you know who I would really want. You know who I want, and I'm, I'm going to overdraft. And hopefully, well, you know everybody else is going to be hyping him too. And it's probably going to burn us all. Fucking Jimmy G. <laughs> Jimmy G, oh, right? Jimmy G. Don't you want Jimmy G on your team? I do want Jimmy G on my team. He what looks, kind he of looks value amazing. do you think? Are they already, like, what's, I, I would like to see what his draft stock I is already. You know he's what I mean? going, it's got to be seventh, eighth round. Like, that's where no, Russell and Cam like are going fifth round, year. Dan. No, it's gonna way. be the fifth round. No. Yeah, it's gonna be ridiculous. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Well, actually, you know what? Let's see this game that they're gonna play uh, this week against uh, the the Rams, and we'll see how he does. He, the fact it's that they the won that game though. against That's the, the Jags problem. last week, 
was amazing. That was so crazy. It really screwed me over in this bet, this league, league young, ah, league or year long. <laughs> oh my god, I'm falling apart here, Dan. Season I'm long. off the rails. Yeah, yeah season, season long, long bets. Bet. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and he really screwed me with that win, but uh, but he looked good, and that team's going to be ten times better because they have the most cap space. They can make some moves. It's pretty crazy. That's for sure. I guess it'll come down to what they pick up, what they do at their other at wide receiver as to whether or not I'm taking him inside the first five rounds. But I, I could really see him being, I don't know, the the in the top five wide receivers, uh, not wide receivers, QBs off the board. Like I could see him being QB five. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. Exactly. So Drew Brees or Jimmy G? I, I, want, I want Jimmy G. I, okay. I, I would still have to see the draft positions, though, right? Because, like I said, I think I want Jimmy G, and I might even, for the novelty, pick him pretty early. Um, with that said, I do like this idea that maybe I'm going to just say, fuck, I don't care what quarterback I have. I don't care what name they have. I'm just going to try to pick the best matchup every week. I think I'm just that's going to be my new strategy from now on, unless I get Jimmy G, and then I'm going all in. I like it. Okay. Um, so let's how, talk. how about you, Jet? Just real quick, did you have anybody that's sort of standing out here that you're kind like, of excited about? Quarterback list? Yeah, I think like, or even just somebody you're excited about next year. Uh, as a quarterback or anyone else? Just oh, uh, yeah, sorry. across Qu- the board. Well, I meant quarterback, but yeah, maybe across the board. Okay. Like somebody uh, that you're really quarterback, excited for. Um, see, so uh, what this year proved to me was that I don't need to take a quarterback early uh, because I ended up with Carson Wentz and Alex Smith in, in two different leagues. So, um the fact that I was able to get those guys early, it, so it comes down to being able to play the waiver wire and be able to play the um, the free agent game and see a guy do well and then grab him and put him on your team. So uh, for me, uh, this list, uh, all this list really does is tell me the guys that I'm probably not going to be able to draft. This, or I probably won't end up on my team next season. Um, so you have to look at the other guys outside of this list and some of the people we probably don't even know yet because they'll be uh, rookies getting drafted into into place. So I, I would say for the quarterback list, all this top 10 list shows me the guys that I will not have on my team. Yeah, good point. And then any other players that you're just amped about? Or? I know it's kind of putting you on the spot. <laughs> it's Al- What's that? <laughs> I think Al- oh, yeah, of is going to be the fantasy MVP next year. And, yeah, and you'll <laughs> probably get him the seventh pick or whatever. I can only see that team um, – we're game planning to get him the ball more next season. If Mark Ingram's gone, then he's getting even more carries. And then I could even see them getting, picking up a guy and this may sound stupid, but like a, a, a workhorse guy to just relieve him of duty, like a, like a, a Frank Gore or something like that, who just, they put him in for a couple between the tackles runs and they put Kamara back in there. Um, I like Kamara, Derek. I think Kamara is going to be a big pick next year. Um, and I know we're moving to uh, auction draft. I like I, I shudder to think of what number I'm going to get, what percentage of my fantasy budget I'm going to give up to get this stupid guy on my team. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I, I really don't know how it's all going to go. And I'm wondering how waiver wires go. So you just you only have so much money to use all year. And then like, what I, about just those mini moves? Like, do you, are those free or I don't know? Like uh, picking up a defense. I think the all free right. agents free agents play are are free, but I think when you pick up. Uh, so like, let's say they clear waivers, you have to, you have to bid for the waivers, but then once it hits free agency, then you can pick them up and drop them, uh, because no one else wanted them. Right. So it's free. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. Okay. I think that's yeah, how it works. That Honestly, sense. I have no idea though. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that all plans out. And if it actually ends up panning out, will be, uh, interesting for sure. 
Yeah. Um, let's quickly go over our bold predictions from our hot pocket take episode of earlier this season. Derek and myself had uh, three bold predictions uh, each, um, and some of them were quite laughable. We just kind of went through them before we started the podcast, and we got a, a good little chuckle out of it. Um, let's go through what our bold predictions were. Uh, do you uh, know your first one right off the bat, Derek? Yeah, so the first one I had was Delvin Cook was going to be a top five running back. And to be honest, I think that looked looked pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's not even like a full prediction. Did fix up, <laughs> they fixed up their line, and uh, you know, too bad he got injured. You know, that one hit, but uh, <laughs> it was looking great. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Dalvin Cook, top five back, definitely hit. Um, I had my first one was, uh, well, my, my biggest embarrassment one was Mike Evans. I said he's going to be number one wide receiver overall. He ended up finishing 18th overall. And then I said that he would lead the, the Bucks to a Super Bowl win. Wow. <laughs> couldn't, <laughs> couldn't have been more wrong now, than that. I think they, they have three wins this season. Not not a good pick. Uh, what was your second uh, bull prediction? Real quick, that reminded me of the fact that... So obviously that was because of the... Uh, oh, the Hard Knocks, right? Yeah, Hard Knocks. But I, so first of all, I don't know what team they picked for the all or nothing. So I'm kind of excited about that. But for next year, you know, a little more Jimmy G love 49ers have to be the all or nothing team, right? Like, wouldn't that be just ridiculous? Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. All right. So my second one was, uh, I had Ben Roethlisberger. He was going as the 13th quarterback off the board. I said he was going to be a top five and he ended up being seventh. So close, but no cigar. And we're not going to count that one, but, uh, he did, he, he did do better than the 13th spot. For sure. Uh, my second one was, uh, was it LaShawn? I'll just say, LaShawn yeah. McCoy was going to be a huge bust. It was my, uh, was my play. I I still feel like it's going to happen any day now. But uh, LaShawn McCoy, I said it was going to be a huge bust. He wasn't going to be a fit. He was going to be the Todd Gurley of this year from 2015. Uh, he finished seventh in the top ten uh, for running backs. Way off. <laughs> Not even close. He- he was lower than where he was drafted, so there was that. But I think if you had him, you felt pretty good. He did pretty decent in the finals there, too. He we started off good. slow, though, so he could have screwed a lot of people out of the getting to the playoffs. For sure. What was your number one? All right, my number one. This was fresh off the preseason and how smoking Jay Cutler was just on fire during that preseason <laughs> game. I thought he was going to open up the run lanes, and Jay Ajayi was going to be the number one running back overall. And, uh, yeah, I kind of missed out on that. But, you know, Kenyon Drake was doing great at the end of the season. And I don't know. All right, no, you know what? I just smote it. You smote it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, my number one, uh, and probably the hottest of all the hot pocket takes, <laughs> Austin Hooper was going to be a top tight end. I didn't even give a number. I just said he was going to be a top tight end. Austin Hooper did not happen. He finished 17th in the position. Um, I wish I picked Cameron Bright. I should have said Cameron Bright was going to be top tight end. That would have been bolder and would have been nice. Unfortunately, I missed on that one. So, officially, we went zero for zero. Uh, you know, I'll give you a one for that Dalvin Cook because he probably would have been, but he got injured, so I'm not going to give you that one. We both went zero for zero. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was zero for zero. Yeah. I was, uh, but you know, close a couple times, but... We tried, yeah. yeah we were point. pretty close on a couple. Um, but, yeah, overall, you have any uh, reflective moments on the season, Derek? Reflective thoughts? It was good. It was fun. It's... I think we talked about this off the air, 
we were saying that the fantasy season is a 13 week countdown till to extreme disappointment. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if everybody else is as competitive as you and I, but it, you just feel that pain when you lose and you're only going to win, uh, you know, like not too frequently. Like, I guess this is probably why people have like seven or eight leagues that they're in so that they can like basically, you know, have a chance to win that one or convince themselves that that was the league that was the most important. But when you just play two leagues like you and I, if you don't make it, it's just a little bit of disappointment, right? Oh, so, huge disappointment. <laughs> yeah. So in the end, I'm gonna just I'm just keep telling myself I you know I won money in both leagues and just walk away and uh, you know I'll, I'll try to win that belt next year. Sounds good, man. Um, I I think I, I kind of feel the same way. Uh, I did finish third in both leagues, so I I got my money back in both leagues. So I just didn't this past season didn't cost me anything. Um, but man, it would have been sweet to be in, in at least one of those championship matches, uh, going for the belt, uh, tough, tough, tough beats. Um, but like learned a lot of lessons. Like you gotta be looking back and gotta be learning for what you, what you did this season, what you're going to do differently next season. I think, um, I gotta have more faith in myself, uh, in the fact that I will play the waiver wire. Um, so don't take, um, get those safer players in the draft cause you'll find those big guys uh, through the year. So I picked up Alvin Kamara in one league, uh, and then I traded for him another league. Um, I had good quarterbacks that I picked up off the waiver wire. Um, stuff like that. This, the fact that you, I have to have a little more faith in myself and not put all my stock in the draft uh, because I, I, my draft was a huge bust this year. I like in, in, I drafted Amari Cooper. I drafted Isaiah Crowell. I drafted Martavius Bryant. Like these are guys that completely sunk ships, and somehow I still made it to the championship. Somehow, not sorry. Somehow I still made it to the, the playoffs. Somehow I still made it to the quarterfinals. So um, don't put too much stock in your in your draft. Always be picking people up. Play that waiver wire and uh, play that free agency. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, you're totally right about that. Now, for me, looking back, um, I I should have held strong in a lot of. T- I had to stick by my rule of like no trades until week four. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that would have helped me out a lot. I think by then Peterson had would have been traded and I would have felt differently about Ingram and stuff. But yeah, it's 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 interesting how it goes. I think I think personally, yeah, the waiver wire is solid, but maybe don't take so many chances for trades looking back, unless I really feel like it's a full on fleecing. Yeah. For sure. Well, let's do it, Derek. This is uh, the final bet of the week of the year. Uh, let's let's really build into it, though, with a good throw. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. right. Boom. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do the Undertaker. I'm trying to do the Undertaker. I don't, and I realized I don't know the music. <laughs> He has an easy, an easy acapella song. Bet of the week. Uh, I don't know, um, but it's the bet of the week, guys. Uh, w e a k. We rocked this season. I think I went o and fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> Didn't win a dollar in our, our bets of the week throughout the season, except for week one, where we crushed. <laughs> when we have a betting hack, we crush. That's what we learned this season. Um, and I bet I, I won a couple of my season long bets. Uh, I had 
Uh, Jets winning under five and a half wins. Uh, they've only won five. So as long as they don't somehow miraculously beat the Patriots this week, um, I, that one's a, a sure thing. Uh, I think you won a couple of year-long bets as well, right? Yeah, the the first I think it was the first bet of the week of the podcast. I said put money on the Chargers on the over. It was over uh, seven point five. They they hit their eight wins, and then the Patriots, who constantly, frequently are getting twelve wins a year. You know, I picked the over on them, and it uh, it paid off. Now I, I got lucky. I I got I had them at eleven point five, being the over under. I know later on in the season, I think it was twelve or twelve point five. But with a win this week, I think they get the 13 wins anyway. So, you know, betting on the Patriots is never a bad thing. Anyway, it's I ended up winning my money back. Yeah, yeah. I, I did win my money back. And if if Baltimore and Arizona win this week – or sorry, if uh, Baltimore loses and Arizona wins this week, I, I win a little bit more money. But for the most part, it wasn't great. Yeah, I'm down a cool $100. <laughs> but I'm going to win it all back this week. With uh, some NFL futures bets, Derek. I, I don't think like we could bet the games this week, or we can bet on what's going to happen in the in the playoffs. I think that's going to be more interesting for everyone else. Um, so AFC Championship outright, I could be a sucker, Derek, and I could just pick the New England Patriots. That's what everyone wants to do. But how about this? <laughs> <laughs> Plus oh, nine hundred, no. the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, Dan, man. Dan, you you have big eyes, big eyes for this. Come on, the Chiefs have beat the Patriots this season. They 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 got to turn their offense around. Their defense is playing better than they've ever played. They got to win two matchups or three matchups, but they just got to beat the Patriots. Well, they first got to beat the Ravens. They'll beat the Ravens. Then they got anyone can beat the Ravens. <laughs> and then okay, and then who are they gonna? Then they'll probably play the Patriots. And apparently there's a there's a, a great precedence for the team that beat the Patriots during the regular season then beating them again in the uh, playoffs. I, I just heard somebody say that. I don't know the exact numbers on that. So that looks promising. I don't know, Dan, though. I, I think – and I have no betting on this. I, I think it's the Steelers' year to make the Super Bowl again. Um, I'm not cheering for it. I don't even think I'm going to bet it because I don't want to be cheering for it this year. But I think it might be the Steelers. All right. All right. I'll stick away from that bet. Well, I'll stay away. Maybe I put uh, five bucks on the Chargers. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> so, wait, wait. Um, did you have KC to win the whole Super Bowl? Was that no, KC to win the AFC Championship. And what what odds are you getting? I'm getting 8.5. So plus 900, so 9 to 1. Oh, you're getting a little bit better than me. Yeah, that's not bad. I don't like you throw a buck on it <laughs> and just say you're the guy sold. <laughs> That's all I if the do. Chargers didn't have uh, the running back issues, like the injuries and like Hunter Henry going down, I would like the Chargers at 30 to one, the a- win the FC, I'm but they might not even make the playoffs. Right. I'm getting 40 to one. What do you get? The Chargers uh, for the AFC championship, AFC championship Chargers, 40 to one. Yeah. Yeah. Do that, right? well, That's easy money. <laughs> it's not easy money, but it's decent odds. All right, I'm doing it. I'm gonna put five bucks. On okay, it. no, just don't. All right, there we go. There we go. That's not five bad. bucks to win two hundred and five dollars. That is just easy money. <laughs> what if they don't even make? Yeah, why not? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Devastating. They could even win next week, and then yeah, and then schmo it. Well, they're in. How about All this? Right. What people aren't pointing out: if the Bengals beat the Ravens. Then that screws the Chargers over if uh, if the Bills win. 
because then it would be a tie between the Ravens, the Bills, and the Chargers. And then all of a sudden the Chargers don't win the tiebreaker, the three-way tiebreaker. But if it's just the Bills and Chargers tied, then the Chargers go in. That's weird to me. (laughs) It's like at at no point should uh, Buffalo be going in ahead of the Chargers if the Chargers beat them. I don't care if it's a three-way tie. I don't know. It seems crazy to me. It is pretty crazy. How about the NFC? Who do you got? Who do you like in the NFC? I think uh, for myself, it would be. It's got to be the Rams, right? Yeah, you know what? It, it feels like the Rams. Uh, the Rams are the Saints. Up. I like Let's the see Saints. What kind of odds are going. So I got four to one for four to one for Philly, the Saints, and the Rams. All four to one. Then the Panthers are nine to one, uh, fourteen to one with the Falcons, and then forty to one uh, for the Seahawks. That's weird. I'm so I'm getting uh, for the Rams. I'm getting five five to one, hmm. five point ten, five point one to one. Saints. I'm getting five point five to one. Hmm. Carolina eight point five to one. I I was liking Carolina. I know a lot of other podcasts were getting hyped up on them too, but then I really thought about it. I don't know. I just don't like that offense. I just it's two variants. Um, I'm doing a fiver, Derek. A fiver on the Saints. Yeah, I like I like that. I do like that, man. The Saints are going to win that, aren't like? I kind of like the Vikings too, and I guess they're the favorite. I don't. Should I do a fifth uh, year? You... <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe. I'm only doing your five. No, no. Let me think. Let me think. <laughs> I don't think the Eagles should be on there at all, right? No, they shouldn't. And actually, uh, there's a on the cousin Sal and uh, Bill Simmons podcast. Uh, they talked about how they should tank this week or purposely lose this week. And they're sitting all their starters. Uh, and then they'll if they'll be the fourth seed or sorry oh the, like the, the Rams fourth right seed. yeah and then they'll end up playing uh, there's more potential for them to be playing the Panther uh, sorry the Eagles in the the the, the second round the divisional uh, the divisional round yeah that's interesting I was thinking about that too so so I guess the worry is that Carolina beats the Saints in New Orleans first like first game and then and then Carolina would then go to the Eagles. Yes. But Saints at home. Saints at home are pretty good. So you're right. And then it would be the Saints versus the Vikings. That would be a great game. That would be so exciting to watch. It's hard to bet against Drew Brees in the playoffs. You know what yes, I mean? Absolutely. Especially with that team with that, that they team? have and with yeah, Kamara. With that team, it's, for the yeah. most part, healthy. Like There's nothing on that offense that, that doesn't seem to be working right now. So, What are the Saints Super Bowl odds? Have you bet on them yet? Uh, I'm looking at it right now. It's nine hundred. I have nine to one. Yeah, I think that's what I, I think I'm putting five second. bucks on that. <laughs> oh, I'm getting eleven to one. Ooh, you got some juicy action over there. I might have to put like three bucks on that. <laughs> well, not three. I gotta win some real money. Like five bucks. Five feels nice. I like it's nice yeah. round number of five. I win fifty. Then I'm chin for the Saints. That's the only thing. Then I'm chin for the Saints. All right, I'm gonna put the Saints are the best it. team in that division, right? Like, unless the Vikings' defense is really like the top defense in the league, then like the Vikings are people are actually kind of sleeping on them. But the, the, the sorry, Vegas isn't sleeping on the Vikings though; they're the second behind yeah. the pa- Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots. Right? Yeah. So, I can see the Vikings yeah. going, but I'm gonna be the Saints. I'm gonna put ten dollars on it. Why not? I, I spent ten dollars like all season, and then if I win, you know at the end. I think that's going to be our bet. I think that's it's both our bets. I like it. We've never had the same bet. The bet of the week is the New Orleans Saints to win the Super Bowl. Oh, man. That is so sexy. <laughs> it's sexy. I just, or, or you know, maybe it is just like 
Yeah, they win the Super Bowl, right? If they get to the Super Bowl, they're winning. Yeah, agreed. agreed. Like, the NFC was a better than the AFC this year. I think it was for sure. It is the, the Patriots, The only thing... Though. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady, though. Whereas... Tom Brady, though. Or we could just pick the Saints to win the NFC, and then you don't have to worry about Tom Brady. <laughs> I got to think about it, but I think the Saints... Like, I think just ride the Saints. Maybe you can keep betting them every week. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, don't I know. like that. Anyways, I, I so I'm starting I, to really like the Saints. I've I put I quite a few bets down. Put quite a few bets down just right now. I think I'm covered, Derek, and I think the main one here will be the Saints winning the Super Bowl. I like it. I'm gonna put a, a, a cool hundred on it. A cool hundo. I'm gonna win a thousand dollars. That's awesome. Good for you, man. Well, I'm still thinking about it. We'll see how it goes. I'm just trying to sound like a pimp for the podcast. Oh, you came across as a baller to me, right? Right. Now. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we'll be betting. I, I, this is probably the last podcast of the year, unless for some reason we start talking about gambling again and we want to do a quick one. It was a great season, Dan. It was a great it was, season. It was a lot of fun. You know, um, I'm sure three people listened to us this year. I, I hope you did. If you did, if you made it through this podcast, <laughs> email us at interceptionpodcast at gmail.com um, or you can tweet us at interceptionpod. The fact that we haven't gotten one email and one tweet makes me think that we didn't have one listener. <laughs> or at least there was one it. podcast where it, it, it looked like nobody listened to it. But all the other ones, it kind of seemed like 25 people were listening. But it's all like the numbers are all fucked up. So who ah, knows? Dude, cares? People are clicking people. on our archive.org file and they're getting like – 25 times which isn't a lot but it seems to, like somebody's clicking on it yeah, we got but one time it was like none it was just like oh that's weird <laughs> <laughs> next year we'll have bigger and better things um so uh we might do a podcast at, around the super bowl i think we did that last year it was kind of fun uh and then around the after the draft uh we typically do one just to talk about the, the implications of the draft and then uh back at it again in august yeah sounds good man it was good to meet Eric. Uh, good fantasy season. Great job with the podcast. Uh, and uh, you suck otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Over and out. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. Have a nice episode.